0: Welcome to the Dare to Multiply podcast. On this podcast, we help passionate Jesus followers become courageous, obedient disciples who impact their communities for the kingdom of God. I'm your host, Cynthia Anderson, a disciple multiplication coach and trainer. I'm going to show you how to make and multiply disciples in your area. God's got great things ahead for you. Let's Dare to Multiply. People often ask me, Cynthia, when you look for the key people that you're willing to invest in, to coach, to train, and spend more time with, what do you look for? What are those key characteristics of the kind of people who often launch movements or who God uses to see movements and and not just a few disciples or a few house churches or groups take off, but really to catalyze movements of disciples that rapidly spread through an area. What are you looking for as you're filtering for the right kind of people? And people often ask me that question. I'm going to talk about that today on this podcast episode, and we'll be back with that in just a moment. Are you busy but not seeing the fruit you long for? Dissatisfied with your present level of impact on those around you? Are frustrated with traditional methods of discipleship that don't seem to be effective? If so, the Getting Started in Disciple Making Movements course may be just what you need. Inside the Getting Started program, you'll get access to a step-by-step proven approach to making and multiplying disciples. Not only will you receive 25 short and practical video teachings spread out over 6 modules, but you'll have a chance to connect with others for group coaching via our monthly Zoom calls. And even more importantly, you'll become part of a global community of like-minded people from all over the world who are passionately committed to following Jesus and impacting others around them. If you want to get unstuck and begin moving forward as a disciple who makes disciples, I encourage you to go to courses.dmmsfrontiermissions.com and sign up for this powerful program today. And now to today's episode. Okay, so I am always alert and looking for a particular kind of person that over 30 years as I've been working with movements and working, coaching, training people across the globe, and especially in South Asia where I started out, I, I have a bit of an eye for the kind of people that typically God is now, uses, but I have to say you can't always spot them. Sometimes people you think are going to do great don't, and sometimes people that you're not sure about actually do amazing um, as they continue to be faithful in the things that God has uh, called them to. Okay, so I want to preface it by saying this is just some of the things that I look for but they're not across the board. God can use almost anyone who will be obedient and faithful and give themselves to the Lord. He can use them to multiply disciples. I'm a huge believer that God uses ordinary people, ordinary people. And often he surprises me. Does God ever surprise you? He surprises me sometimes. So Um, This you've got to take it with a bit of a grain of salt, but I thought you might be interested. uh, Those of you who listen regularly to me on this dare to multiply podcast to hear what are the three things that I really look for? Well, the first one I want to talk about is love for God and love for people. If I see in somebody this kind of unusually passionate love for God, they love to worship. They love to spend time in the word. They love Jesus. They, you just can tell that they are in love with Jesus. And they, they really, really enjoy spending time with him. They're all about Jesus. They talk about Jesus regularly. It's not something you have to pull out of them. But you notice that these are people who really love God. And it shows right? That's one of the things. And then they love people. One of the characteristics I've often seen in movement leaders is they are disturbed by lostness, right? The the lost condition of people around them, it bothers them enough to propel them to action. They are not passive. They are people who are bothered. They're disturbed. It drives them to prayer. It drives them to action. It's something that is always on their mind. It brings them to tears at times. The lost condition of the people they are called to moves them. It moves their heart and it moves them to action So the first thing, again, is love for God and love for people. And that can be kind of a cliche, you know, something you put up on your wall or a little motto that lots and lots of churches adopt as that's what we're all about, loving God and loving people. So I really don't want to say it in a cliched way, but there is something there. When when love for God is really obvious on someone and love for people, um, especially for lost people, is there, I perk up, and I I look and say, hmm, I wonder if this person could be someone who I could help train to multiply disciples and see something happen through them. So I'm looking for those things. And I, you know, I have to be honest and say, in my own spiritual life, I have to make sure that those things are true of me, that I am in love with Jesus. And it shows that I am also, really loving the people in my life well, starting with my family, but loving my neighbors well. That they, 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 I really care about them coming to know Jesus. And it's, it's real, it's not something that I feel like I should care, but I've allowed the Holy Spirit to, to bring that, that God's heart for the lost condition of the people around me into my life in a personal way. I've taken personal responsibility for the lostness of people around me and it bothers me, it disturbs me, it drives me to prayer, it drives me to action. So if, (coughs) excuse me, if you are listening to this, I would ask you that question. If you love God and you love people, which I'm assuming most of you who are listening to this do, how much does it show? And um, just ask yourself and ask God, God, make it more more evident in my life that that love for God would be a burning passion, that other people would see that upon me and they would see how much I love people around me, that they would notice because it would be so obvious in me. And uh, I want to be that kind of person. I want to stay that kind of person, not just be it, you know, in one season of my life and let it grow cold. But I want to have a fresh, zealous passion for God and a passion to reach others um, that I really care about them. And I really care about their condition uh, for eternity and in this life as well. Um, And so love for God, love for people. That's number one. The second one I want to talk about is that These kinds of people that I I notice and then I'm going to lean into relationship with because I see potential in them, they are confidently humble. Confidently humble. They are people who um, they don't lack confidence to say what they think, to share the word of God with people. There's a boldness upon them. Um, There's an ability to speak truth. Um, they, they say what they think often, sometimes, um, when I first noticed these people, they aren't very, um, diplomatic, right. <laughs> and uh, a lot of times they have to grow in that as you coach and work with them as I coach and work and train them. But, um, are people who have firm and strong beliefs. They know where they stand and they're not ashamed to tell people why and, and just to go for it. There's a confidence in them. They're confident in their knowledge of the Word of God, and they're confident in their ability to hear from God and to um, to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. There's this confidence and boldness, but at the same time, there's a humility. These are, you know, I'm always watching for people who are confident but also real learners. They're always learning. They're always growing. They're willing to change. They're, um, they're always looking for new resources and new people, mentors who know more than they do. And there's a, there's a humility that says, I'm confident in what I know, but I know that I need to keep learning. And I want to learn. And, um, you know, if you have people who are bold and confident, but they're not teachable, those are not the kind of people that you want to invest in. And, and definitely, I, um, I'm looking for that. Are they willing to grow? Are they willing to change and listen to other ideas, other ways of doing things? Are they they teachable, right? So confidently humble. Uh, Humility is a huge characteristic in um, leadership in general, Uh, people who are willing to learn and grow and listen to those who know more than them, but also to brand new people. There's a, a willingness to listen and learn from anybody. Um, that I see in these kinds of people. So there's this confident humility. And then uh, the third thing that I wanted to mention is there is a gritty determination, there's this persevering spirit, there's a willingness to fail and get up and try again. And they don't get too, um, if I can use the word whacked out, they don't get too disturbed when things fail. It doesn't um, rock their world. Like they haven't put all their eggs into every basket because they're always, you know, willing to start new things. There's a pioneering spirit upon them. And so um, they're willing to, to fail and not have that be devastating for them, right? Because they'll get right back up and they will try again. There's a gritty determination to persevere in the midst of adversity. And adversity does come in disciple-making movements and disciple multiplication. There will be people who don't understand what you're doing and oppose you. There will be uh, spiritual warfare and there will be spiritual forces that will oppose what you are doing. There may be persecution that comes against you from uh, people of other faith religions if you're working to reach Hindu, Buddhists, or Muslims. right? Um, or animists, people from other uh, faith religions, there, there may be a lot of adversity that a movement leader is going to face or a movement catalyst is going to face. And so uh, I'm watching to see are these people easily derailed by something or are do they have a, a kind of calmness about failure? Like, they don't like it, they don't love it. It's not fun, but it doesn't completely destroy them when things fail or flop or fall apart. Um, If you're going to start disciple making movements, or you're going to start discovery groups and, and uh, discovery Bible studies, some of them are going to work for a little while and then disband and they're not going to become you're going to have times where you think you found that person of peace and um, you put a lot of effort and energy into discipling them and working with them, and then they, they fall away from Jesus, or they, they say they're not interested, or they may even betray you. So there has to be inside of this kind of person a gritty determination, a willingness to persevere and to allow perseverance to build character, to teach them. To allow perseverance uh, to do its good work, as it says in scripture in their lives. So, um, you know, pioneering new work, whether it's uh, starting in a place like the United States, um, where you're trying to get mobilized people from your church to get more involved in making disciples and shifting the culture and shifting the mindset so that they are engaging in disciple making. Um, Or whether it's working um, in a place like Afghanistan, you know, wherever it is you are trying to multiply disciples, you're going to have a bit of an uphill road, right? You're going to have to persevere and press in and be determined. You're going to have some failures. You're going to have some fits and starts and ups and downs in the pioneering stage and, and even later on as well. And so when I'm looking for the kind of person who I would say that person has the potential to be a movement catalyst or a movement leader, I'm looking for gritty determination. Um, they, they don't give up easily and they, they are willing to fail in order to try again. Uh, they get back up on the horse, so to speak, you know, when they fall off and they, the very next day they're out there again looking for that person of peace. Um, looking for, you know, sharing the gospel with more people praying again in that area. So um, if you see gritty determination, maybe you see it in a different area of their life. Maybe you see that they've been a very disciplined and determined um, tennis player, you know, or swimmer or runner or whatever it is, but you see they have determination, they're able to press through barriers, and stick with hard things. That's another characteristic of the kind of person that I've often seen God use, God use to catalyze new movements or to multiply not just a few groups of disciples, but even, you know, 50, 60, 100, 1000 groups of disciples that can come through that kind of person. So once again, um, let's ask ourselves, am I that kind of person? And if I am not, God, would you make me so? Would you help me to grow in these areas? I'll be right back in just a moment with a final action step for you.
1: Imagine a world where passionate followers of Jesus come together to multiply, transforming lives beyond imagination. Instead of toiling with little fruit, what if God's abundance flowed beyond your wildest dreams? Picture those you've invested in sharing Jesus freely, creating a ripple effect of disciple making. In her new book, The Multiplier's Mindset, Cynthia Anderson reveals how shifting mindsets can revolutionize disciple-making. When Cynthia and her colleagues experienced these mindset shifts, they saw enormous results including the launching of 19 multiplying movements in Africa and Asia, transforming tens of thousands of lives. This book will help you discover hidden harvesters, see church members move from passivity to passion, and release the power of simplicity in multiplying disciples. Don't remain stuck. Learn to move toward greater fruitfulness. Visit multipliersmindset.com and get your copy of the multipliers mindset today.
0: Okay, so here's your action step related to these three characteristics. As I've already said, we want to pray and ask God to make us this kind of person. Make me more in love with you and let it show. Make me more passionate to have your heart for lost people around me. Give me your love for the lost afresh, right? So we wanna be praying for these things. Help me to be a person of gritty determination and perseverance. Help me to be confident and bold and yet humble. Make me a learner, Lord, right? So we wanna be praying all those things. But I wanted to give you one more action step, and this—that that is this. I wanna encourage you to look back on your life and think about failure think about failure a little bit. What does it look like for you when failure happens? Is it something that um, you're able to embrace? Is it something that you are afraid of? You know, the fear of failure often prevents us from faith. And it prevents us from taking risks with God to do new things and to pioneer into new areas. So I want you just to think about the whole area of failure in your life. Maybe some areas you failed or you felt like you failed and go back to God in those areas and ask him to heal anything that needs healing and to give you a willingness to risk failure or apparent failure. I always feel like anytime we learn from something that didn't work out it is not a failure, it's a success, right? And we know that up here in our head, but sometimes our heart doesn't feel that. Sometimes in our heart, a failure can really be something that destroys our confidence and it destroys our faith and trust in God that He could use us. So I want you to evaluate and just ask yourself that question this week. Is there some, something you want to do, God, in my life in this area of my attitude towards failure? Because I want to have that gritty determination that is willing to fail, willing to try until I see the fruit of my labors, until I see what God has called me to do fulfilled, I will press forward. I will press on to win the prize of that high calling that God has on my life, to multiply disciples, to reach the lost in my community, to see the kingdom come. Until I have that, I will persevere. So ask yourself that question. Think about that this week. And I'll be back next week with another episode. God bless you guys. That's all we've got for this episode of the Dare to Multiply podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, on Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also, make sure to link up with us at dmmsfrontiermissions.com slash blog on social media. And please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember... God's dreams for us are always bigger than we can imagine.